What's going on everybody? 360 Digital Closing Bell here. Episode 41. After a 10 day break, we apologize. We had some stuff going on. We are here on August Monday, August 24th. I am your humble correspondent, Michael Tanner, joined as always by the executive producer of the show, the purveyor of the show, and the director and publisher of the world's greatest website, oilandgas36.com. Stuart Turley, how are you doing today? Uh, doing fabulous. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially after uh, our wonderful conference. It was. That uh, you know, it happened August 17th, 18th, and 19th, the Oil and Gas Conference. I hope you guys were able to check out some of the presentations. They were awesome. We'll kind of cover you know, some of the key takeaways um, that we got from that show. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it feels good to be back in the seats, Stu. Stu, I was looking at – it's been 10 days since we cut a podcast. So I got the itch, a lot to cover. As I mentioned, we're going to kind of cover some, TK, uh, some key takeaways from the oil and gas conference. I think if uh, holistically just sort of being sit there and forced to watch it, not that that was a bad thing, but almost being required to. Um, there's some really interesting nuggets I think you can pull, and honestly a lot of things that I didn't know. So really fascinating stuff. We'll also whip around the patch, cover some of the stories that we weren't able to cover here in these past 10 days. Stu's got some stuff in the international news. As obviously, we got to do an oil level check, and currently we're at 42.55 markets. Just opened about eight minutes ago. We're recording this about 7.38 a.m. here on Mount Sierra. A little late today, but I, hey, guys, it's been a long week, and I needed a break, so we're running a little behind schedule. That's okay, guys. Um, and then clearly we're going to dive in and check in with the 360 official, non-official fund. First, guys, just subscribe, 360 Digital Closing Bell, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, the best way to stay up to date on all of your energy finance stuff. You should also follow the show on the oil and gas on the world's greatest website, oil and gas 360.com via the oil and gas 360 news desk. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, oil and gas 360. Connect with me and Stu on LinkedIn. We are finally back with the Energy 360 podcast. We've actually got one right after this at 9:30 with our favorite people over in Vera Stu. We've got some stuff lined up. What's the what's this podcast look like upcoming? Uh, it is fantastic. It is the midstream financials and regulatory update. There's a bunch of changes going on right now. And uh, Bernadette had a great uh, presentation, but this is yep. on a white paper they just put out. Hey, also, uh, we have Dr. Ricky. Uh, he is head of the uh, Remote Medical uh, Institute, and they do all of the uh, offshore and remote medical uh, taking care of folks around the world, 120 countries, and we talked about COVID and how to work in uh, oil and gas. Fantastic interview. It'll be coming out in a couple of days. Interesting. I did not have an. I, I was. I had to take Friday off, so I was actually up camping. So uh, I didn't get a chance to sit in on that interview. It's, it sounds awesome. I mean, there's some really cool stuff. My brother actually is is big into that stuff. He's got a. He's a biomedical engineer, I guess is, is, is so they call it. Um, but uh, some pretty wild stuff you can do with this like remote technology. I I, I only can imagine what you guys dove into. Uh, it was kind of fun. Uh, we talked about. Uh... You know, what happens is somebody on an uh, oil rig uh, doesn't like the person that has uh, COVID. Do they just throw them off the rig? And that would be me. You know, in this middle of the sleep, people throw me right on off. Exactly. And so um, I'm excited to dive back into all things Energy 360 podcast because that's really that's really where a lot of these nuggets that we that we get, they, you know, they, we kind of do some patchwork as we uh, as we work through there. Um but I think with that, guys, if you didn't have a chance to, 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 to attend 
the oil and gas conference last week. That's okay. I won't hold it against you. Um, but I am slightly disappointed in Munich. So just just to throw that at the Munich, we're slightly disappointed. But that's okay because we're we're gonna do a good job or, or attempt to do is try to you know give some key takeaways. I think it's important to. You know, because really, I think if, if you, you know, like I said, I was, you know, me and Stu were sit there forced to watch the entire thing. I think it gave a really, really a 360, you know, not, pun intended, a 360, an oil and gas 360 view of what's going on in the industry from what's happening in the EMP space to how big natural gas is coming. Um, there was a salt, there was a great midstream panel that I mean, if you're not, a, if, if you, if you own physical infrastructure, pipelines natural gas facilities nowadays oh you're just you're still rolling it doesn't matter covid no covid you're still cashing checks left and right um there was some real stuff that i learned i think we'll cover some winners and losers of the week um and then um we'll do that so Stu, i'll let you go first because i've got two takeaways i know you have a couple and then we'll dive into our winners and losers what's your first takeaway from the conference um i got a couple michael and well, just uh, one by one here because i got a couple too give me your first Okay, first one. Uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the Canadian uh, Montney uh, panel. I thought that that was outstanding. We also had the ESG panel and a political panel. I thought all three of those were just out of the park. We will be, uh, in case you missed it, uh, doing a lot of uh, pushing out on stories and things. So we will be getting that out. Um, the second one was the feedback from the worldwide investors uh, having our one-on-ones. We had fabulous one-on-one with the CEOs, C-suite, and investors, and that was one of the number one takeaways from uh, CEOs I was able to talk to. Worldwide investor discussions, fantastic. I mean, our digital format really worked with that. So next year when we're in person, we're going to be incorporating that as well. Well, I think you bring up a really a really good point there is that there's never been an easier time to find the best deals wherever they are. Whether I mean, we heard from multiple South American companies that, what did they say? Well, we just feel like our edge is down here in South America. I mean, um, so you you bring up a good point. It's very interesting and, and and the digital format while it hinders in some areas there's not that networking effect there's not that in-person hand-to-hand it does lead to as you mentioned there was some really you know if you're an investor on that side um um it was and i think it was really awesome one takeaway i had one thing and this is just a helpful tip for anyone who's putting together a slide deck know your audience we're sitting in a room of investors, not engineers. I'm sorry. I don't need your well logs. I don't know. They look really fancy, but I don't, I couldn't tell you what they mean. So great. I, I, this, there's a lot of blue. I, I, it's just hilarious. You got, there, there was some companies that would get on there and they start showing me well logs and I'm sitting there like, okay, cool. That just looks like a lot of colors. I mean, I remember well logging. I slept through it. It was worthless. Um, I'm not, I don't, I don't read a well log. It was just sort of funny. It's like, these are, you got a crowd full of investors and so just know your, that's one of my, that's another one of my takes. Just know your audience. All right. What do you got else Stu? What's another one? Um, well, uh, <laughs> you got to agree with me. When you saw well logs, you went to sleep. Come on. I wasn't the only one that thought that, right? Put pencils in my eyes. <laughs> well, it's just okay. Yeah, I, I just it's funny. Sorry, I I th- you know it's nice. 
I, yeah. I, I don't mind a type curve. You can I a type curve. Okay, I get it because that's really if you give me a type curve of all of your production, I'm interested in that actually because that's really. Imp- but now we're talking about individual well logs. If that's what it's coming to, man, I, my money's best spelled as well. That's how I think of it. You and I, uh, one of the winners uh, out of this thing. Was oh, we'll get to winners and losers. We'll get to winners oh, okay. and losers. Just, just... Uh, another takeaway, though, all of our information out of me and you was uh, working with the uh, all of the execs in the green room. Uh, I love talking to all the CEOs and and everybody yeah. in there, like from Oxy and from uh, Core Labs, and got follow up uh, actions with them because they were like, oh. That's good info. So I really feel that uh, you and I had the best uh, seats in the house, if you would. Oh yeah, we we completely lucked out. Um, overused overused phrase of the conference: "quote We maintain a strong balance sheet heading into 2020 second half." If I hear that one more time, I'm gonna slam my head to an ice pick. Um, it's it's true, kind of, but it's also. As we'll get into, RBL redetermination comes up in September, and that's huge for a lot of these companies. So you might have a strong balance sheet now in quotes, but let's what happens in September, and we'll kind of dive into that here. I I think it's time for winners and losers, because I think there's some clear winners of this conference, Stu. And the first one you brought up was the Motney. I multiple times left the conference, drove to the bank, withdrew money and invested it all in the money. Unbelievable. I, I, to be honest with you, I had very little knowledge of what this was. I knew that there was some really good parts of Canada and there, and there obviously must've been because people were doing, but my goodness, when you dive into the money, holy smokes. I mean, this is, I mean, it's when, when I hear the Permian of Canada, it makes me chuck. Cause what that makes that, you know, that's you, that comparison seems like, you know, it's like, no, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but it's like, it's like trying to compare a college team to a pro team is what, in my mind, is what is what I was trying to say. It's like trying to compare Alabama. Great, they're good, but they're not beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. No. Hey, we just put out a thing. Uh, Conoco Phillips yeah. complete, uh, previously announced Monday acquisition. I mean, if you're acquiring... The big boys are getting they... in on it. Oh, yeah, we had a great panel. I mean, you want to talk about... If you... There are some solid... Com- and there are new companies that are spinning off, like we heard from Pipestone... All they're doing, ev- everything is in on the money, which is wild to think about. You got some lighting issues. Yeah, yeah. It's, we waited too late. It's the sun's up, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, Michael. But no, I, I if, if you want to know where the money is, it's it's I'm, it's like central, basically Alberta, British Columbia um, border, and it's I mean it's gorgeous. I mean it's. I mean, you're, you're talking a thousand feet gross thickness. What? A thousand feet of pay? That's see, that's that's a stat you can give me as an investor. Okay, that makes sense. Don't give me. I don't need a well log of this. Not gonna do anything for me. Um, okay, the other winner, U.S. Energy Corp. I don't know if anybody watched this. No debt. What? Unbelievable. And it's a great strategy. What they do. They 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 run all three different types. They operate some. When they feel it's in their best interest, they buy minerals when they feel it's in their best interest, and they just be a lender when they feel it's in their best interest. It's an unbelievable strategy, and it allows them to figure out what deal they like best. I, again, I put all my money on them. We don't give investment advice, but holy smokes, I was cutting checks left and right. 
uh, good management, good numbers. And I never heard of their private because they're different than the public one that trades on, you know, that, that trades on. So it's very interesting. They had a great presentation. Well, I, they have a really young CFO, which I thought was cool. Smart Millennium. cats, though. How old? I mean, he just looked young. I think he was in his late thirties, but he looked, he looked, he looked like if you told me he was 27, I'd be like, okay, but he's probably not. He had like 12 years experience. So that probably at least puts you in your mid thirties. Unless he was 12 when he got out of college. You never know. Maybe he's boy genius. He must be because no debt. And even we're able to be cash flow positive every single day through COVID. That's tough. Every single day. I get on a week-to-week basis. But on a daily basis in COVID? Oh, my goodness. And they probably don't need money right now. But might as well. The other winner, Stu? What's that? Scott Noble. Noble Royalties. Unbelievable. If you are not thinking about getting in the mineral space after hearing that presentation i'm sorry i don't know what you're that's the other thing i think the sentiment throughout the conference moved away from operations at least in my mind to miss why would you not i'll tell you uh, noble corporation uh uh by uh noble royalties with scott is fantastically run organization i loved his presentation absolutely thought it was one of the best ones at the conference well, it's, it's also just the idea of minerals. The risk is slim. Is yep. there's, there's very little that you're, you're buying minerals, not net. So it's, and considering the fact that if, you know, they're partnered up with a company, I mean, I mean, if they've got the cash, they're partnered with Apollo. They're, right. they, 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 they will always have the ability to find, and especially now, if you can, if you can acquire now, you're basically buying at a discount because everything kind of rises and falls. Now, is it necessarily going to come back to where we used to be? No, but it's going to recover slightly. It's going to rec- you know, you know, we're going to see $60 oil at some point in the next 24 months. And at that point, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, who am I going? You know, at that point, we're, we're, you're just going to be able to, you, there's going to be a little bit of cash flow. There's going to be some activity. We'll see some drilling. So, um, you know, mineral. I, I I'm all in on minerals, and the Motney. That's that's really what I the, the, the takeaway I had from the conference. You also mentioned my final winners to ESG. I mean, we, we've preached it too much, so I don't want to bang, you know, bang on a dead horse here. But it, it's that's it's the ESG has, is the move. Uh, it it's not a dead horse. He's still kicking. <laughs> he is, but if you're not convinced that you need to take it seriously. Whether you agree with it or not, I'll say that. It doesn't even matter if you agree with it or not, because that's not the point anymore. You, no, I, I put an article out yesterday about it, uh, that very thing. So it's already taken off uh, like a big dog. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Any other winners of the week, Stu? Any, anybody? Am I, I'm, try, I'm trying to – anything are we missing? Um, it – it, I mean, physical infrastructure. I mean, I think I think the midstream panel confirmed that. If you're midstream, you're in good spot. Well, yeah, if, you're just if you have the infrastructure already in place, if it's already purchased, you're good. You're you you don't you're not subjugated to this RBL redetermination that's happening in September. So there's a lot of so I think that's another thing we could put on the list. Anything else? The one thing I will say is we've got a big push, Michael. You and I coming out with the dashboards. 
with in case you uh, we're going to organize it so that we can continue to get these company stories out to people instead of having to digest it in three days we're going to chop it up for folks yeah that, no i love it i think i think there's a lot of cool stuff that we can use to play off okay there's two losers of the week one's our blood pressure so we're starting to monitor it and we'll work it back down i actually took my blood pressure uh friday before i left um how was it it was okay um and it's come down a little bit since the uh since the uh it's come down a little bit but not bad so uh i think the other you know on a real note i think you know really one of the big losers if, if you're not hedging natural gas right now th- that's not a good management team sorry i just if it's the, the it's never going to be cheaper to hedge yourself right now and do you need to do all of it no but do you need to get yourself half of your Production heads, please call our friends at Aegis. I'm telling you, this is just free advice I'm giving you guys. Please, 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 I beg of you guys. We're about to we're about to go listen to um, Bernadette. I'm going to ask her, hedging. Are you, what do you think about that? And this is probably going to say this, and I'm down to be and I'm down to be wrong. But if you are not seriously considering hedging natural gas, oh, 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 please just take a look. Just take a look. Not oil. I'm not talking about oil. It's a little difficult to do oil right now. But now, getting, you know, we're talking, what's Natty Gas at? 250? What? 250? Yeah. 250? Why, why would you not? But I'll tell you what, there is such a high demand coming around the corner. And, and part of it, Michael, is that the green movement has accepted natural gas as clean energy. And uh, it is the nirvana, it is the road path, it is the bridge to uh, global greenness nirvana. So, you know, I'm, I'm big on LNG, I'm big on natural gas. No, I am too. That's why I'm saying set yourself up for success if you're a natural gas company because you're about to be able to make some cash. Play it smart. De- take some risk off right now. You've been dealing with 10 years of risk. Ever since 2008, you've been dogged by risk. De-risk yourself a little bit right now. It's never been a better time. Call Aegis. I'm telling you, this is, they don't even pay us to say that. I'm just giving them a free shout-out because I firmly believe. It's just, as the, as, the third, as, the re, as the resident analyst on the show, Stu, that's what I'm seeing. Any other losers for the week? Stu? Um... Uh, the other loser is I was really sore from riding so much. So that's a good thing. And it, that, that is a good thing. Losers, any other company, any company that didn't present. So a lot of them. So there was a okay. lot. <laughs> there you go. If you didn't participate, you're a loser. No, just kidding. But we would love for you to participate. I think you we're doing Dallas again in uh, the spring. Yeah. But we've also got some other surprises coming around the corner in uh, investor relations, road shows, uh, digital. So this is really kind of proven that there is a demand for digital road shows getting in front of the investors no matter where they are in the world. No, it'll be sweet. All right. Let's go ahead and dive into segment two, which because I forgot to do their read in the first part of the show, is now sponsored by Adamantine Energy. They're asking the question, what 
is social risk for the energy sector. Guys, it's not just community opposition to new development projects. It's everything from the success from the divest from fossil fuels movement to the investor engagement on your ESG programs to all of these individual states setting these wildly ambitious decarbonization agendas. It really seems like it's everywhere, moving fast and multiplying like zombies. And that's why your company needs a strategic partner to help you assess and prepare for all of this social risk and adamant energy is the leading consultant that's helping oil and gas companies prepare for all of this social risk and they're led by tisha shuler the former ceo of the colorado oil and gas association love her adamant energy guides energy companies just like yours to explore your exposure to social risk your options for your response how your peer companies are responding and the opportunities that social risk actually can create for your business if you're not already following adamant energy on social media her weekly emails, both things are true. Or her podcast, Energy Thinks, available on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Guys, you should do that right now because your competitors are tuning in. She's interviewed powerhouse people. CEO of Williams Corporation, Alan Armstrong. Great interview. Had an opportunity to cut that up. Currently working on some really cool people at, at one of the super majors, which is awesome. So I'm excited to see where some of that stuff goes. Um, but guys, check them out. www.energythinks.com. For all things Adam and Team Energy, we really appreciate their support. You know, we kind of look at some of the stories that, you know, one, we missed, and two, that sort of have come. I mean, I think we did a good job of, you know, when I look back at what's happened over the past couple of days, or I would say kind of the 10 days since we missed, I mean, really, um, there was a couple chapter 11, Chaparral goes chapter 22 twice, which or goes chapter 22, which is... Uh, sort of the joke in the investment game is if you go chapter 22, that's just your second chapter 11. Go from the first chapter 11, Stu, a billion in debt. That got flipped into 300 million. Now the new equity is worth 64 million. So that's a, a pretty sweet capital destruction um, curve right there. Um, that's what we call exponential decline. Um, well, what we're going to talk about with Bernadette uh, we have Chesapeake bankrupt, uh, Lillis, Sable. Yep, Chism Lillis is donezo. Yeah, Extraction, Templar, Unit, Extraction, Ultra, Matt poor guy. I mean, look at this. I mean, that's a hell of a list. <laughs> that's a pretty big list. Would you? How'd you get the slide deck and not me? Uh, well, you know. Oh, hit me with that slide deck, Stu. I emailed it to you. When? Oh, um, you know, and last week said, hey, this do not forward. Oh, I think you did do that. That was last week during the conference. That's, uh, I didn't forward. Ah, shoot. It's definitely in my inbox. All right. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> speaking of bankruptcies, um, Arena Energy files for bankruptcy over the weekend. Gulf of, you know, this is a Gulf of Mexico operator, which is interesting. Restructuring more than $1 billion in debt has a $64 million deal to sell virtually all of its assets to Lime Rock Partners a man, and a management group. They're based out of Houston. Listen to this. Founded, Arena was founded in 1999. 341,000 acres in the Gulf of Mexico. Comes after a month after its RBL loan matured. Ooh, we'll be talking about that Ruh, slightly. Row, row. Fifty-seven employees. They had about five hundred eighty million in revenue last year. It's big at unsecured creditors. The U.S. Small Business Association. They own about one point eight million. So they got a one point eight million dollar. Uh, uh, what was it? PPP loan. Nice. That won't get paid back. Looks like the Stu. You're paying for that one. Thank you. Thank you for your hard work, Stu. Thank you for your hard taxpayer earned money. <laughs> In the words of uh, Herman Munster, 
<laughs> the reserve-based lenders are recouping 10 to 20 cents on the dollar of nearly the 630 million they are owed. The term lenders are receiving 2 cents on the dollar. Yikes. But it's worth it maybe if you get the company. I mean that especially with these Gulf of Mexico assets, they're probably pretty pumped about this. I bet you this new management team coming in is fired up about this. You're going to get you're going to get four you're going to get producing acreage in the Gulf and 64 million in cash. I mean, you're not necessarily going to be able to drill much, but I don't know. Who knows? I bet you they're pumped about this deal from Lime Rock's perspective. Um, and I'll be interested to see how it plays out. Because if there's if if there's anything that still has an IRR that makes sense, it's it's in my eyes it's the Gulf. So, I like that. Um, and the Mediterranean and Africa and South America. Yeah, yeah. and so well, there's a lot of places, but 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 this is this is one of them I really like. And speaking of the Gulf of Mexico, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about um, the hurricanes Marco and Laura that are coming in. Um, it's about 58% Stu, of production in the Gulf of Mexico that's shut in right now. Um, I know, I know. I actually know two guys that are currently evacuated off off uh, some rigs. Beacon Offshore Energy. We we ran them a couple weeks ago. Wild company. Better good to get them out of there. He was, um, but there it's about 1.2 million barrels a day that's currently been shut in right now. So that's gonna uh, it's going to be a uh, it's gonna be a pretty intense uh, um, EIA Wednesday. Oh yeah, we'll see a big number there. But as we know. So if you're if you're interested in trading Wednesday morning crude oil, I'm I'm definitely going to get back in this seat. I've been if I've taken about a month off, I need to get back in. I've got the juice, Stu. Uh, I will definitely be getting back into the seat. Um, not sure if that production number is as important anymore. That I you know we mentioned you know two months ago. Hey, that's what if you're sitting down in the seat wanting to look at where crude oil is going to move. You know in in that in, in that DOE range. The, the, it was production is what is is what the trees I think that's shifting away now towards back to just what it normally is. Let's read, let's read the levels, check it, what's it compared to the EIA, let it settle, and, and, and sort of you know as we're saying, don't trade the first thirty seconds. You want to ride the wave. We're just surfing on eight thirty. We're not trying to do anything fancy. We're surfing. So the key is figuring out which way the wave's going. Just go along for the ride. It'll take you a long way because you're just following bots. So. We'll have to do a special podcast on it. Maybe we'll do some live training on Oil and Gas 360, how you trade crude oil futures Wednesdays. That'd be fun. That would be oh, fun. It would. You know how to do it. Yeah, I don't know how legal that is, though, but uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, just to give you an idea, U.S. Gulf Coast produces 1.85 million barrels of oil and 2.7 BCF of natural gas. So you're talking almost you know, 1.2 of that shut in. So, woof, big number. Um, really, the other big thing that you know, talking about, um, let's see, uh, you know, when we go back to the conference and one of the big things that everybody talks about in their slide decks is their RBL limits. And if you don't know what an RBL stands for, reserve-based loan, and really it's become important specifically in the oil and gas industry because basically what it does is it ties a secured loan, much like a mortgage, to based off what in the oil and gas field is known as PDP or Proved Developed Reserves using what would be known as a conservative price deck. But price decks are only updated every September because when you get in, I mean, think about it. You can't just be updating a mortgage every every day and every whim. No, you have to have a redetermination period. 
And so for most of these oil and gas companies, um, their RBL redetermination happens in September. And to be honest, that's going to really affect some of these smaller operators, specifically if that price deck gets moved down. So right now, they're probably using SEC pricing. I bet you is what they're doing. SEC pricing. SEC pricing oil and gas. Let's see. We'll go to Netherlands Sewell because they've got that stuff on their website. To give you an idea, SEC pricing, they're still using. Let's see. What are they using for SEC pricing? $43.60. That's not bad. No, 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 I'm, I'm looking at it wrong. What am I looking at? Basically, okay, taking too long to find. We don't need to sit here and find some. Basically, the price deck is what SEC pricing is. And SEC pricing is a 12-month rolling average. Okay, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. The 12-month rolling average. So they have anywhere from $43 all the way up to $62. So what's that deck? Somewhere in, you know, the 54 57 range? Well, that's not what's going, the redetermination, that's not what the redetermination uh, in September is going to be. That redetermination is going to lower that number because it's not a rolling average. They're taking the average of SEC, which is 54. Now that's going to get lower. That's going to be down much lower. And you know what that means? That means these reserve-based loans are going to go down. And you're going to have less money. Well, what happens if you've already drawn 80% of your RBL, Stu? And now all of a sudden, they bring it down, set 20, they cut you 25%. Well, what yeah. happens? You have to come up with 5% just to stay within your levels. So this is really big for a bunch of companies. And, I mean, really... It'll be interesting to see who's going to get whacked when the price deck changes. Um, you know, I think I think some of these bigger companies are going to be okay. They're going to have access to liquidity. They're going to be able to work with their RBL lenders to, to, to conserve. But I think there's going to be specifically if, if if you're a small if you're a small stripper operator, you're you're you could be in trouble depending on what your margins are. Now, you know, I had, you know this is why again get on Twitter, but. There's, I, you know, some of the things you've been seeing from a lot of these smaller operators is most of their productions turned back online, um, which is good. But it'll be interesting what happens when this redetermination happens. Will they be able to have the day-to-day -day liquidity to keep all of their production? Be interesting. Stu, what do we have on the international news desk? Oh, we had a bunch of stuff. Hey. Um, Tesla, I didn't run this this morning, but I thought it was interesting. A shout out to Energy Mix. Tesla is now worth more than ExxonMobil, Shell, and BP combined. I love it. And just to say, I, I literally, this is why I, I love these guys. So I just, I'm just sitting here scrolling through LinkedIn to make sure I didn't miss anything. Age is telling you why the best time now is to hedge. I'm telling you guys, I'm not making this stuff up. Get in and hedge your natural gas. Sorry, back to the international news desk. Oh, hey, uh, that's more important, by the way. Um, I, I put out a fun little article, and it talks about worldwide. Uh, the whole reason LNG uh, and follow the money. Anyway, yep. uh, it is the title of the article is Contrary to the News or Public Opinion, Fossil Fuels Are Not Going Away. Natural gas is the bridge to climate change. Hot take stew. Attention, hot take stew. Ooh, such a spicy take. Oh, you bet. You gotta, you gotta love it. Uh, but it, no, it's not. Know. It's obvious. It's just an obvious point. Yeah, 
I mean, I, sorry, I, I got facts to back it up. It was a great it's, article. I'd highly recommend. Where can they find it? It's on uh, Oil & Gas 360 News Desk or on our front page. Yes. And it's already, it's already in the top search engines this morning. Really? Yeah. Pump that bad boy uh, up. Uh, yeah, it's already pumped. Uh, hey, other ones, uh, Saudi Ramco just shuffles all their top management. Uh, we also have... I saw that. They're doing like a new corporate dev team. Yeah, the whole... Tell you, we needed... I, I want an interview with that guy. Let's get that corporate development guy on here. I know somebody. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. So, hey, um, MHPS received the order for three M71JACs advanced air-cooled turbines for United Arabs uh, Emirates project. This is actually turning into one of the largest power plants that is being advertised as eco-friendly, low carbon, and it's natural gas. <laughs> so there is an acceptance by a lot of the green market and a lot of the folks saying, we are lowering our carbon by going to natural gas. Well, they have Here's to. Another... I think it's, they have to. I think they have to. I think it's the only really way to to move forward. Oh, you bet. Lots of other stuff. No, so. and uh, no, we got to, anyway. we got to get, we got to get Saudi Aramco on there. I think when we look at the levels um, for oil and gas, I, I think the outlook. I mean, oil is really tanking right now. We're down to forty two or down to forty two forty two. Um, point of control for the week is forty two sixty. We were trading out right before the market opened. Something interesting happened there. We'll have to look at the order flow on that. But really, I think there's a couple levels to worry about. Uh, I think forty one thirty six is probably a floor for the week. It really just depends. I think I think forty one eighty seven is is a good level if you're looking to get long. Um, I think forty two even forty two forty what we're basically trading at now, um, depending on where you at. I'm I'm pretty neutral. I think this forty to forty three dollars um, range is probably what we're at until any significant news changes. I mean, we, we might see a slight upward tick. Um, in, in oil prices, depending on what happens with uh, these two hurricanes, but that's just temporary. Um, so anything on the structure-wise, I mean, yeah, we're 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 fairly neutral. If you're looking to trade some crudella, um, you know, good luck. And and just remember, forty-two sixty-eight's the uh, um, uh, point of control and has been for about nine days. So I would highly recommend using that as a sticky level um, to find stuff. When we look at the commitment of traders. Um, no, very interesting stuff. Um, I, I think when, when we look at, I'm just pulling it up right now. Yeah, I mean, hedge funds cutting their long contracts, which I, I find interesting um, I, from the fact that they're not seeing higher oil price. They're not seeing 45 bucks, or they're not seeing 50 quite yet. And they're adding to their short positions, which is interesting. They, 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 they see maybe 40 as, as, as maybe this is a small top. I don't know. Again, hedge funds have not been good at uh, really adding, uh, trading oil. But just as, a, just as an idea, there are 400,000 contracts on the long side, only 75,000 on the short side. So as hedge funds go, they're net long. Swap dealers really coming into play. And, and the long positions both uh, um, for uh, uh, producers and processors um, have skyrocketed. So we're now sitting in almost... 70, you know, 375,000 on the long, 463 on the short, which is a pretty even spread right now. Big, big open interest number, talking 22.5%, 18 on the on the long side. So 
lots of people getting in and, 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 and trying to use these these times right now to, to try to hedge a little bit, specifically on the crude oil side, um, which I mean, it really, it, you know, when I say don't hedge your crude oil right now, I mean that mostly in jest because it does. It really depends on where your current hedges are at. It really depends on what risk level you're at. I mean, maybe maybe you can make money at thirty bucks, and your thing is right. And we want to go into twenty twenty one and this second half unhedged here because we can take thirty buck oil if we see oil beginning to trend downward. We can pick up some insurance. Might be a little more expensive, but it gives us. But if we're light, if we're right, and who knows what oil price is going to be, and and we see a recovery to fifty, at least fifty dollars, or we don't go below forty bucks, we can. You know, we can continue to, to take this. Well, okay, done. And let's go ahead and uh, and roll it that way. So I think it, it really depends on the position that you are in, you know, before that. So, uh, but natural gas, I'm still big on that. All right, let's move in to the commitment of trade. Or uh, we're going into the, the 360 non-official fund, guys. This is remembers the lawyers make us say this so we don't get sued. This segment is for entertainment purposes only. Everybody on the show, i.e. me, Michael Tanner, Stu to attorney, invest for our own account. We do not manage any outside money. We do not give our own investment advice. We do not offer securities or have any involvement in the regulated side of the industry. Investing is risky, and you can and will lose your entire principal. We're about ready to turn this fund back on. Um, I think we're going to keep some of the staples in there. I mean, we were in it, you know, we, we just suspended it. So we didn't actually sell all our assets, which is nice because Bonanza Creek has been has been an absolute um, cash cow for us. I mean, we're going to look at uh, – sorry, give me a second. I'm pulling it up here. I think they're trading at like 22 bucks, Stu, something like that. Yep. And... Um, we also have a natural gas position in it at like $1.70, so we're making some money off that. Um, what, what, what are you thinking of moving in on? Well, some of my staples are doing good. Chenier, Geopark. Um, 2050 for BCI. Yeah. And TPL is approaching uh, by, I'm still watching it. It's at 55.40, but it, it's going up today, but I got to get it down uh, for my strike price. Yeah. So and, and, and I think what we'll do, Stu, is we're going to set a deadline. Friday, we'll reopening up the fund. We're going to come back in with our new portfolio so we'll have some stuff for you give us some time to roll that out Stu, did we miss anything on the show it's been a it's been a good show i feels good to get back in the seat chat a little bit it's been 10 days uh, i i enjoyed my time in denver with the team and uh looking forward to all the stuff we got going on coming up around the corner dude I agree. I'm excited for it. So, guys, think that we're going to go ahead and let you get back to work. Thank you for checking out the 360 Digital Closing Bell Week Ahead podcast, which you can find also on the Oil and Gas Show's podcast feed. We will see you guys this afternoon for the Digital Ticker and on Friday.